Come on. Wow. How's it being back in the house? Wow, so much. I just enjoyed playing drums just now. I thought, there's just a vibe. There's just an increased anointing. When everybody comes together with their anointing, it kind of goes into a one big anointing. And it's just amazing. So you guys online, just want to bless you. We look forward to, uh, for you worshiping with us. I know some of you can't be here yet, but uh, soon, soon. But at least you can be online and uh, enjoy uh, the service uh, like this. And uh, wow, isn't it good? We're going to have communion at the end, first service back like this. So we've got to have communion. So get ready online uh, with your elements. They'll be really good. And uh, praise the Lord. Wow, so good. I'd like to start with something funny, like I normally do. And uh, I heard about this pensioner. He drove his brand new BMW to 160 kilometers per hour. Looking in his rear view mirror, he saw a police car behind him. He floored it to 200k per hour and then to 250. Suddenly he thought, I'm too old for this nonsense. So he pulled over to the side of the road and waited for the police car to catch up with him. The officer walked up to him, looked at his watch and said, listen, sir, my shift ends in 10 minutes. Today's Friday and I'm taking off for the weekend with my family. If you can give me a really good reason that, that I've never heard before uh, why you were speeding, I'll let you go. The man looked very seriously at the policeman and replied, years ago, my wife ran off with a policeman and I thought you were bringing her back. <laughs> the cop says, have a good day, sir. <laughs> so good. That's really bad, really. Sorry, sorry about this. <laughs> like, no, it's so, so good. So this is the end of our <coughs> vision series, which we started uh, six weeks ago. Hopefully some of you online, maybe for some of you it's new. But we started with this new um, uh, mission statement that we released, which says, come on, all together, transforming the world with the good news of Jesus. Three key words. One, presence. Two, passion. Three, purpose. So the presence of God is all about God, that he is our source. Everything is first. We seek first the kingdom of God and all the other things will fall into alignment. He is first and he is worthy to be praised. Then passion is about our um, identity, who we are, who we are becoming, the best versions of ourselves, that we grow from glory to glory by ourselves, but also in community. So it's developing ourselves to be everything God has called us to be as sons and daughters of God. Amen. And then the purpose is really our mission. It's what we're called to do. So we go up, we go in. And we go out, amen, to make a difference in this world. Now, I have an amazing expectation of what God is doing. I share with some of the worship team here, the combined worship team uh, night on Thursday night. And I, I, I saw this, okay. I saw people being uh, set on a, um, on a wall. I, I saw uh, like a wall and I saw everybody with unique placements on the wall. And I felt these roles are being filled. And I know right now, even the last couple of weeks, I've been really blessed that people came to me. For example, Josh came to me here, Josh Mulligan, and he says, I want to pray and I want to make sure that we have great prayer time before the service. And, and we used to, particularly in the school, we used to have like 20 people up there just worshiping. And that's why the, this anointing just boom. But uh, of late, last couple of years with COVID and some other things, sporadic one or two people are sitting up there worship, <laughs> praying for the service. And I believe that's the engine room for what's going to happen here right now. So the thing is, though, and then Branko and Mariska joined them, and then Michelle and others, and a whole bunch of people. So I believe, and they, 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 they just came forward. And I, I saw in the spirit, I met with him, I saw in the spirit, God is placing him, boom, on the wall. Somebody solid in the house of God with a mission from God to do his thing, what he's called to do. 
And I believe all of us have a mission. All of us have, not just where you work and at home, I'm talking about in this community, in this church, I believe all of us have a role to play, a thing to serve, and we're all being aligned on this wall for war and for readiness to move into the promised land and to kick some butt. So anyway, so that's really exciting. So make, make sure that you're ready because you guys are cold. Everybody's cold. Don't say I'm not cold. You are cold. And if you're not being if you're not called, if you don't feel called, make sure you say, Lord, what is my calling? What is what I am supposed to do? What am I supposed to do as I'm planted in this church? I want to be flourishing. How do I flourish? How do I serve in this way? Amen? Now, David Newman had a really good word a couple of weeks ago, and I really take it to heart. He said about this whole thing that we, we're moving from distraction into action. Now, a very simple word, but I really felt after COVID, our two years of COVID, something is about to happen. And we hear this also from the prophets around the world, but it's also in our spirit. You can feel it here. We're back again together worshiping. As COVID goes down, we go up, you know. And so I think something is about to happen. And then he said about, hey, he was praying. He says, hey, God says, I have a new song. And he asked God, he says, what about the old song? He says, oh, it's a nice song, the old song. But the problem is you need a new song for a new season. And so I thought it was a great word. Um, and then I had last week a reset, which is uh, something that's globally said anyway. And then a, I felt reassignment two weeks ago when I was speaking here. I felt in the spirit there's a reassignment of all of us in this new era. And I want to say to you to not be afraid. To not be afraid because God really is with us. He is in you, but he's also with you, and he will help you to do what you're called to do. So let's not look back. Let's not look in the, be in the, rear, in, in the rear mirror, but let's look forward. Paul says, I look forward to what I'm called to do. I look forward, and I'm going to everything that Christ has died for him to do. Amen? Amen. So, <clears throat> so today is Palm Sunday, and Passion Sunday, and Mission Sunday, all rolled in one. Isn't it amazing? So, so the whole thing of Palm Sunday, 2,000 years, Jesus rode on his donkey into Jerusalem, right? Towards his destiny. And the, cloud, the, cloud, the crowd were shouting, Hosanna. Now, we say Hosanna. It is kind of a worship word. But that's, for them, it was not a worship word. Because Hosanna means save us. I mean, they were celebrating because he was going to be the new king who was going to take the Romans out and bring peace to their city. Amen. So that's what they were saying. Hosanna to the king because he's going to help us now. And of course, they didn't know that he's not just the king of one nation. He's the king of the world. He's king of kings and lord of lords. And he was setting up a spiritual kingdom. And of course, one day all the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our God. And he will reign forever and ever. And we sang about this before. Amen. Amen. I'm talking fast because uh, I should slow down. I'm going to have a drink. I have so much to say, that's why. That's my gift to the body, just blabbing. Passion. So Jesus rode into Jerusalem with a purpose. And his purpose was the redemption of the church, to buy back what the devil had stolen, amen? And to bring salvation, freedom, and he saw billions of people. He saw what this was going to do. He, was gonna, he knew that he was going to populate heaven, Amen? And that's so powerful. Hebrews, we fix our eyes on Jesus. The author, perfecter of our faith for the joy that's set before him. You know, before Jesus went to Jerusalem, remember he cried? He saw it. And he cried. He weeped. Shortest verse in the Bible. He wept. Because he saw what, what, they, what they were needing. And that's why he knew he was going to be the answer. And he, on his face, he was loveling, you know, go. Go to the cross, looking to Jesus. 
But it was not just the joy of reuniting with his father. It was not just the joy of the reassuming of the glory that he had set aside, that he had known forever. But it was the joy about knowing that he would buy a bride. Did you know that when it says, it is finished, next week, you know, so he said, finished. The same word I use at weddings often, the same word in Aramaic that says finished is also bride. Did I use it at your wedding? Yeah, I mean, great. Some weddings, you know. And it's just wonderful. So at, on the day when he died, it is finished. He bought himself a bride. That's the church. Sons and daughters, we are his bride. So it's absolutely beautiful. So he saw all this already, right? So beautiful. He saw how nations were going to be impacted. Now I have a question for you. Do you see what God sees? We have a song that, that sings, and you lead it as you, a song called, Do You See What I See, right? Well, I'm going to change that. I'm going to change the song, but I'm going to change it. Today, my talk is called, Do You See What God Sees? Do you see what God sees? See, the inheritance of Jesus is nations. And I want to talk to you about Psalm 2. This is Psalms, Old Testament, Psalm 2. Not the whole thing. And first you see nations speaking, then you see God speaking, and then you see Jesus speaking in the Old Testament. First of all, verse 3, he says this. This is the nation speaking. Let's come together and break away from the Creator God. Once and for all, let's cast off these controlling chains of God. And his Christ. Whoa. Can't you see it around the world? It's happening right now. Undermining the truth. Anything goes. My son and I do a, a, a show, or whatever you call it, teaching thing, podcast, uh, called um, <laughs> Bubble Dutch. Bubble Dutch. And, and we're talking about the whole thing of love. And I said the whole thing, it's, it's become quite a woke love in this world. You know, love has gone so much that, that anything goes because you've got to love people, you've got to respect people, and anything goes, right? So it's a, it's a woke love. So it's, it's not, it's, it seems so loving in the world. People are so loving, they're some kind, they're even more accepting than Christians are. It's so much love. I say, yes, but it's a love without righteousness. It's a love without holiness. It's a different kind of love. It's actually a human love. It's humanism. But it's loving. But you got to watch it. That we don't kind of in, get into the spirit of that kind of thing and start accepting everything that is wrong. Anyway, let's not even go. There's another talk for another day. So this whole thing. So, so, right? and so you see in here Christ, his anointed one, right here in the Psalms, Psalms number two. Then God says something. God the Father. This is what he says. God enthroned merely laughs. Ha, 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 out of heaven. He's so amused by the nation's puny plans, mocking their mad madness. See, that's what God's doing right now. Guys, some of you watch some stuff on Facebook. Don't believe everything Facebook says. Don't do it. God is laughing. Yes, certain things have to happen through eternity before Jesus comes back. But I tell you, two things have to happen when Jesus comes back. One is the letter rain is going to be such a revival, a global revival that the world has never seen. So we're about to go into that season, I believe, right now. The second thing is all Israel has to be saved. There will be such a revival in Israel, the Jewish people, that they will see the Messiah and they will be saved. There's only two things, more things that have to happen. Beautiful thing. Let's go ahead to what happens in this way. But God laughs at the nations. They laughs at the things. He doesn't like everything that's happening, but he laughs at them. You're so... I was going to say so dumb, some of them. Well, that's what he says, mocking their madness. And then Psalm 2, now the son speaks, Jesus. I will reveal the eternal purpose of God, for he has decreed over me. You, now is the father speaking, you are my favorite son, Jesus. 
as your father, I have crowned you as my king eternal. Today I became your father. Ask me to give you nations. Let's say nations. Nations. Give me nations and I will do it. And they shall become your legacy. They shall be your inheritance. Your domain will stretch to the ends of the earth. And you will shepherd them with an unlimited Authority. Come on, you got to say this. Unlimited authority. And the unlimited authority has been given by Jesus Christ when he sends out us in the world on the Great Commission. I've given you all authority, unlimited authority, to make disciples of all nations. Amen? Come on, you can get more excited. I'm getting excited. You're getting excited too. Come on, let's get in this. Thank you, Jesus. His glory will be revealed. Thank you, Father, for your amazing glory. Lord, we just want to appreciate your glory. Appreciate your beautiful, beautiful person. Thank you, Lord, that you are in charge. You reign forever. Our God reigns. For a moment to say, Lord, our God reigns. We can say a lot of things. Like we can think a lot of things and say, but Lord, we want to say that you reign. Full power. Full glory. Head of angel armies. Oh, you're so wonderful, so powerful. We give you praise. We give you glory. Unlimited authority crushing their rebellion as iron rod smashes jars of clay. Powerful words prophetically spoken over Jesus Christ and his purposes in the earth. Right? So God sees nations. What do you see? What do I see? Do you see what God sees? Matthew 28, Great Commission. Then Jesus came to them, said, All authority in heaven and on earth be given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Everybody say, All nations. It's all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, teaching them everything, and surely I'm with you always till the end of the age. Go and make disciples of all nations. May your kingdom come and your will be done in every nation on this earth. Amen? Do you see what God sees? That's what he sees. Do we see what God sees? John 3.16, for God so loved her. Come on, we got to say it all together. If you don't know that by heart in this church... Anyway, we say it every week, so that's like one of those things. So let's say it together. John 3.16. There we go. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. No, not on there, Fabian. To have eternal life. It should be by heart. Let's do it again without that. Thank you, Jesus. Here we go. There we go. John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. You guys are amazing. I don't know how many churches could do this, you know. It's so cool. We do use it every week, so there's no excuse, really. So uh, praise the Lord, because that's the mission. But what I want to say is, for God to love the world, the ethnos, the nations. God loves the world. He loves you, but he loves the world. Amen? World vision. Global vision. <laughs> praise the Lord. Matthew 24, Jesus says, and this, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to what? All the nations. Everybody say Nations. Yeah, thank you. You'll get it at the end of this thing. you say, okay, it's all about nations. All the nations, and then the end will come. Come on, our vision is transforming the world. Nations with the good news of Jesus Christ. Each individual, but also nations. Matthew 9, then Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching the synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, healing every disease and illness. And when he saw, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Jesus saw. 
what do you see do you see what God sees do you see what God sees do you look with his eyes the harvest is ready John 4 I got a lot of scripture here. isn't that right it's so good. It's Bible based, you know, otherwise I can't stuff that may not even be true, you know, but it's all true, so it's Bible. And uh, so John 4, 35, Jesus says something else. Behold, I say to you, look at this, guys, let's say it all together. Lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. Lift up your eyes. Look. Open these things. Watch what's going on. The world is ready for harvest. I'm so excited that every day about 100,000 people come to faith. Every day, every single day around the world. But also the same, same the sad thing is about 40,000 die into a Christless eternity. eternity. 40,000 a day. Oh, Jesus. And that will get you up out of your couch. Netflix, I don't know what will. Do you see what God sees? The point is this. God has got a vision for the world. And he wants us to partner with him to change the world. We are, like Julie said, his hands and his feet. Amen. Thailand, so beautiful. Paul, Nikki Clark, they've been there. I've been, there's something started this church. Um, where are you? I can't see you. They started this church like 40 years ago. I'm 4-0. A lot of you were not born yet. 4-0 in Thailand. She is Thai. Nikki is Thai. They started this church and they started ministry in this place. And they got a beautiful church called Woven in Love Church. And the pastors are Noi and Sue. And they're just doing amazing work, getting people baptized, getting people saved right in Thailand. And then they go wider. He also goes wider, evangelized around the place and are planting other churches in the future to come. Come on, it's so wonderful that we can, can join with Thailand. India. David and Hilly, they're here right here. David and Hilly Moot. They often go to India, except for the last two years, of course, but they'll go back soon again. they got an amazing mission, amazing mission in India like this. Two things they have there. One is they support, and we support as a church, uh, Pastor Saren Bag and his team of Harvest Ministry. They run a children's home in West Bengal, and they're doing church planting things. And again, by the way, if you haven't, um, we didn't release a booklet right now because... Um, because we just didn't do it, uh, because a lot of stuff is still, is still uh, current. So there are a few, if you're new to our church and you haven't got a missions booklet, because you can read a bit more about who the missionaries are, and uh, we're also putting it online very soon, so you can read a bit more, because we'd be good if we can pray for them sometime, you know, and kind of, uh, you know, be nice to them uh, in this way. Uh, India, and then they got somebody, also they have, uh, they support in India, Pastor Hepsi and his son David, and they have a church and they see outreaches, they get people saved. It's very difficult right now in India with the gospel. But he's doing it, they're doing it, and we are supporting their beautiful mission. You already saw uh, supporting Alan and Linda Stevenson. Ben, over there somewhere, is his son, Ben Stevenson. And Ben, we are going to Tanzania. My, my plan was to go to Tanzania with the missions outreach, right? So when it opens up, again, maybe next year we'll do something. Go see your parents in Tanzania, like for a week or ten days. And then we go to Serengeti and do a tour. And, and Alan's going to lead us on that tour, he told me. So do you want to, anybody wants to go on a safari? Yeah. And then help build this church and build a ministry there? Come on, let's do this next year. We're going to this thing of Tanzania. Here we come. Anyway, they train teachers. Can I say something about, I want to honor you, uh, Ben. Is the Alan and Linda have been there for 34 years. 34. 
That's amazing. They are long-term missionaries. They gave up other things and other careers to go and serve in this beautiful way. They train leaders and teachers and, and, and people just in Africa, not just Tanzania. Israel, what a wonderful thing. Rick and Pat uh, Ridings, they're good friends of ours. And, of course, they were here in 91. We pray for the city, town hall, 2,500 people. I don't know who was there. Anybody was there in those days? It was our first event that Catherine and I ever did in this nation when we were still young and handsome and pretty. Anyway, and um, you're, still pretty, you're, still pretty, you're still pretty, darling. I, I just have to work on myself. Um, that's okay. I'll try my best to do everything I can to keep my hair and um, do things like that. Sukkot Halal, great prayer ministry, and they're trying to get house of prayer all over Israel, but also in the Middle East. They can't go in there. Rick and Patty, they're the real deal. They're amazing people. Trumpet of Salvation, we support David uh, Jacob Damkani, and we help him because they actually, ev they actually uh, evangelize the Jewish people. And I see thousands of people getting saved, the Jewish people building messianic uh, churches in, uh, in, in, uh, in Israel. Voice of the Martyrs, you saw beautiful. Ellen actually works for Voice of the Martyrs and here. Ellen, who made the video, who just stood here before, our missions coordinator. So it's wonderful like that. Right now, they're in Ukraine, right there. We can't be in Ukraine, but we can send them to Ukraine. And they are there on our behalf. Isn't it wonderful? So how can we support this beautiful ministry? And the last one, international, is Indonesia. Tangan, Penggangaraban. I, I said it completely wrong, but it uh, sounds amazing. Um, and they have an amazing ministry that Indonesia that we served out. Get this. They actually support and feed and train and teach 5,000 kids every day in 76 centers around Indonesia. It's incredible what they're doing. They want to raise a thousand leaders to impact uh, that nation and the different things that they do. They have a mobile clinic to help free uh, medical treatment, etc., etc. The reason why I say it right now, because some of you have not actually read the booklet, and this little video doesn't say much, but I want to inspire you that these people are actually making a difference in the nations, in the nations of the world. But now I want to bring it. So, I'm, so yeah, so this is of the world. And this missions cannot happen without our support. Without our support. Without our love, giving, letters, prayer, will you help? Do you see what God sees? And then we go local, a few more minutes local. Barry and the teacher Gager, they're involved in YWAM in YWAM in Zion, which is youth to the mission, and they're training young people to go out in the mission field. It's a beautiful ministry that we like to support, and we are supporting, and um, we like to actually grow the support, but we have to get more money. And so that's where you and I come in. Praise Jesus. We can make a difference. And the other thing is, of course, the ex, the ex school food bank. You saw Hilly talking about the food bank, how they're ministering to the people, getting into people's homes, and of course, conversations open up, and they're able to minister to people. Such a beautiful way. The ex school itself, not as many training things happening now because of COVID, but they will start again, aren't they? Rachel and Tim and the whole team will start to do a DTS again and whatever they're going to do there, which is absolutely wonderful. And of course, branch out. Damn, my, where are they sitting over here? Shane and Julie? Come on, over there. Shane and Julie. I, uh, I, Julie, <laughs> I love Julie. You're my hero. You know, you got this, this jacket on, you know, you got to stay, you look like a rock star, you know, it's like, I'm still like, whoa, you know, and the thing is though, they feed up to 60 people, homeless people every Thursday night and George and others are helping them. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. You know, us as a team, we pay them close to $1,000 a month from our missions budget to get food, buy food for them and to give food for them. I mean, the stories that you hear from Julie of people getting saved and delivered and hope given is just amazing. And it's just amazing that we can part, uh, partner with you. So thank you so much for your ministry uh, in this city. One last scripture and then I'm done. Jesus said this in Matthew 25. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, 
he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations, everybody see nations? They'll all be there. <laughs> we'll gather before him and he will separate the people from one, one from another as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep, that's us, on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, come, you are blessed by my father. Take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Then the righteous, which is you and me, the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, thirsty, give you something to drink? When did we see you as a stranger, invite you in, needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick and in prison and go visit you? And the king will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it for me. I love what Julie said before, you know, it really touched me the other day because you're the real deal, you know, you, you lay your life down for the stuff. He says, I, we are his hands and his feet. And wherever we minister, whether it's extra, whatever we are around the world, we are all helping broken people. We're bringing hope to people. Many of them actually feeding people, like Indonesia, food bank, this food bank. We're all feeding people. Just the daily stuff of practical Christianity, of helping people, showing them love and care, and that Jesus loves them. Do we see what God sees? You know, I'm so proud of you guys, your mission, you know, because some of you have really given up, and also international, you've given up careers. To, you, you are my heroes. Now, we are all in the mission field, and we all minister wherever we go. I know that. But these, some of these people actually have really given up their lives for this, and they are the frontline workers uh, in our church and from our church. So I'm really proud of you. I want to honor you. Let's give a hand clap for these guys, because some of these guys are just amazing what they do. We're so proud of you, and we honor you for what you're doing, and we thank you. We thank you, and they deserve. So now we're coming to action. Word from you, distraction to action. So what are we going to do about this? I invite you to be part of this mission. I invite you to pray. Did you know that, that I don't think how many of us have actually written to missionaries? We were part of Spain Baptist Church, and one of the people, they were always write a letter. Every so many months, there was a letter. I don't know how many of us actually write to these people, encouraging them in the ministry. It can be very lonely in the mission field, you know. And so I really want to encourage you not just to pray, but to maybe write letters. And we have some information on that uh, be on the line very soon. Our budget is at the moment only 3000 per month. We, we put off 5000 but we can't even get close to it. So I'll put off 3000 for now. And uh, only 2000 gets given every month. And um, it used to be about 27 So through COVID, it's gone down a little bit. And so we almost had to cut the mission. We were about to cut this month uh, $500 of the missionaries, just kind of s somehow. And then uh, somebody gave a generous uh, donation, just one donation, so praise Jesus. So we didn't have to do that. But it doesn't answer the call of the ongoing giving in this church. Now, this is how it works in our church. This is the Harmony Way. The Harmony Way, we believe that the first 10%, we say the first fruits, it calls in the Bible, is holy to the Lord. It's from the Lord. It's not even giving. It's actually returning to the Lord what's His. But we know when we got, see, put God first, everything else will be blessed. But on top of that, normal giving, we give to missions, and to Heart for the House. Heart for the House is once every year, we're in June again, where we give for the expansion of this thing. Because we don't have any money, we don't make any money. The only money that comes from us together is we give to a Heart for the House once a year. But for the rest, we also give to missions. It can be $5 a, a month, it can be $1, it can be $150. I know some people in our church, because there is actually some people next to the mission 
going to explain to you. Next to the mission that we give to all the people, you can also designate for your own people. So you can actually go and, and give $10,000 a month to Israel without this budget from all of us. Can you see this? So it's dedicated giving by some people. And some of us are doing that. Some people, are, large donations, are giving from here to certain people. But this is for all of us, and it gets divvied up to the missionaries that we have. Now, that, that pot, you know how many people in our church support missions in this church? 20 people. I told my staff the other day, instead of 16 people sitting here, and I know who is giving outside because I know some of the people who are very passionate about giving, so I even challenge my staff, say, guys, 15%, one five. Guys, I would like this to be 100%. Now, I mean, we may never get there, but in my lifetime, I would love it to go to 100%. There's something of our budget. First is God, but something in our budget could be $1 or one freaking coffee a week, a month. That we say, I want to be part of this mission. I don't want other people to pay. I want to be part of it. Because I know when I do put a seed in there, that God will honor that seed. And I can be part of Indonesia, wherever in the world you're giving. So I, I am unshamedly want to invite you to be part of this. Because I know it's good for you. It's good for the missionaries. It honors God. So we all win. Okay, so I've got a solution for you. For those who are not giving yet, right? I have a solution. In the back is a wall. And we've got giving numbers. There's, 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 a, there's this little, um, not giving numbers, it's a, well, it is not numbers. It's um, an envelope, and it's got numbers from 1 to 100. Now, I want you, if you can't do it, I would invite you to go down after the service and say, hey, the 26. I'm believing God 26. And go home, set up an automatic payment for $26 a month, say missions, reference. You know, one is tithe, the other one's missions. And so 26, put in the thing, I want to give. Maybe $1. It's still available, I think, the $1. If you're stingy, go there, but at least you give something. You know, go there for $1. There's also $100. We haven't got the $1,000. I know several people here give thousands of dollars every month, but that's the dedicated giving again on the next, on, on the side. But the thing is, though, come on. I want all of us to be involved, so I encourage you to be part of this and to be part of blessing the, the world. In, amen? And thank you. Thank you for being part of it. I want this whole church to be such a mission-oriented church that we can... You know what I would love to do? Not shave anything of the missionaries. I would say, hey, at the end of the day, at the end of the year, we'll give you a bonus. Why don't we give $200 each a bonus to say, you've done so well. Go, go buy something for your wife, a nice necklace or something. They've got no money. No money. India, no money, right? No money. In, in the, wherever, Thailand, uh, no money. So we give to them. It's the only money they have. And some other missionaries who are being supported. Come on, let's bless these people. And this could be outrageous. I love to be outrageously generous in this way. Amen? Oh, man, I tell you, today's Passion Sunday, and I'm passionate because I'm passionate for the gospel. I know it's the start of Passion Week. As Jesus sets his, uh, he sets his eyes to the, to the mission, he sets his eyes to the cross because he knows through the cross of the joy set before him, he knows what's going to happen afterwards. And he says, so I also want us to invite us. Come on, what do you see? Do you see what God sees? Do you see what he wants to see in this world? And I want to encourage all of you in Jesus' name to be part of this mission. Let us pray together. Father, we thank you for the mission that you've called us to. Lord, we thank you for your sacrifice. We've made it all possible of the, for the Holy Spirit to come at Pentecost and to ignite the church. And then you send us out in power, empowered by the Spirit, Lord. You send us out to the nations, Jerusalem, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth where we find ourselves right now. Father, I pray, we pray together that you would open our eyes to see what you see. Open our eyes to have eyes of heaven, eyes of harvest. Lord, I pray, like I said in that song before, that you would 
break our heart for what breaks your heart and what you're about. Lord, we want to partner with what you're doing in this world. Lord, it'll be so fun to do this together. So today, I pray, Lord, that we'll be generous, that we'll give, that we pray, that we'll write letters, and that we'll support our missionaries so they can do a marvelous, powerful work on the mission field, both here in New Zealand, in Christchurch, and also around the world. Lord, we'd live for this, and we bless your name. Amen.